everyone. Welcome back to Newton's Nuggets. It's me, the bloke in the trilby, and him, the bloke in the ever-glongating, growing beard. Mate, your beard is awesome now. Say hello, Jesse. Hello, Jesse. Hey. That's it. I'm good now. Right, good. week over. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Can you actually, do you know what? I reckon the only people that would complain would be the sponsors. What sponsors that, Paul? Oh, today it's Bit Smart Tech. It's we're doing the advert again. We didn't even know that I was going to put it. Well, shall sh- we? Shall we go? Yeah, well, absolutely. He didn't know last week, and he didn't know no. this week as well. And uh, shall we go into that advert really quickly now? Yeah, we can do that because this is going to be a short one today, anyway, isn't it? Oh, yeah. All right, let's personal. do the advert. Okay, this is a bit of a weird advert today because actually. It's not an advert. It's more of a thank you. Tony Edwards of bitsmart.tech. Now, I had some troubles with my laptop. It wasn't running as smooth as it should. And my daughter's laptop as well. I just wanted it cleaned up. We had an amazing customer journey with Bitsmart. Tony sorted my computer out, made it much better, and made it even more secure than it already was. However, my daughter's computer was worse than we thought. He's taken it away, fixed it up, upgraded it, and made it so much better. And as a parent, it means I've saved having to buy a new laptop for her to do her schoolwork on. And it's only costing me like a fraction of the price to upgrade her computer. So this one, today, I want to tell all of you lot about bitsmart.tech. Tony Edwards, absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for looking after our machines, mate. There you go, bit smart tech. Um, seriously, that advert is because we had a great, great customer experience with them. Um, and Littland's computer is working so much better now. Well, number one, it turns on. Number two, it's faster than it ever was. Brilliant. Working better, as in it's working. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I felt really guilty because at first, um, it was just going to be a, a dial-in and he was going to log into it and clean it up and make it. But then I went to turn it on and it just went blue screen and died. I was like, ah, oh, no. So I thought, that's all right. I'll, I'll just pay him for sorting mine out. And then he insisted on looking at the other one as well and he's fixed it. Um, yeah, total charge, what was it? £25 for the bit of kit to fix it and pound for the labour. Of taking all apart and doing the work. Brilliant. Too cheap. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said. Tweet price. tweet. This is where I find he gave me a massive <laughs> discount, and that's not the actual price. No, probably not. It's probably just because of you, Paul. But there we go. Is it just because of my dash? I love that you've glossed over my birdie <laughs> joke. I, I was trying to ignore you. Tweet tweet. <laughs> your cheap cheap. I'm not sure what to call it. Oh, it was too cheap. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> you, you're looking at me disapprovingly, but I know you're proud on the inside. <laughs> there is a part of me that's full of pride, Jesse. Full of pride. <laughs> he so, really will go anywhere for a gag. Hang on. Stop. I'm not sure I want to keep that in the show. No. No. <laughs> no. Move on. I, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad we've got a really serious subject to talk about with all this nonsense that I'm spurting out. Well, but that's the thing, though, isn't it? Right. So today's show is just me and Jesse. 
we've had three guests uh, since our last one. Um, we had, oh god, my brain's gone. Madeline, Lisa, Fran, Fran. Thank you. I could see her. I could picture her, and my brain went, no, no, not talking anymore. <laughs> um, and great stories. And the, the Lisa episode was scary as, and some really sensible, horrible subjects. Um, Madeline's one just full of love for all of those kids out there. And then Fran, who's just running an amazing business and, and you know, kicked the backside out of everyone that said they couldn't get stock and stuff, and she went and did it. And uh, and she, all three of those episodes have been really popular, actually. Loads of downloads. They really have. Jesse? Yes? Do we seem to be getting a lot of women on as guests? Um, hadn't really thought about it. Yes, probably. You mm. know why that is, though, Paul? Because we like women. <laughs> That's not where I was going with that. Okay, right. <laughs> go, go with your yeah. idea. Yes, but in a round of more, I was going to go more round about than that. I was going to say our our sole thing for having having people on this show. Well, there's there's basically two criteria. One, they've got to be awesome. Yeah, and two, they've got to be good communicators, and we know a lot of awesome women who are great communicators. So I think that's probably yeah. And actually, do you know what? I think it would be more of a sexist thing if we were only picking people because of the sex they are. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I hadn't really thought about it before, but no. And it's literally just sitting here chatting now. I just listed. We've had three guests in the last three weeks, all of them were women. And that made me think about past guests. And um, I think that, that's probably unusual. I think in no, the past what, we probably had slightly more men than we've had women, but I don't think we've ever really No, we've never cared, have we? No. There you go, ladies and gents. It's official. We don't care if you're male, female, or if you've got a beard or not. Mm-hmm. Or other pronouns. Yeah. Yeah. All of that stuff. <clears throat> it's a bit like my life. I don't care what you are as long as you're nice to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was a lot of quiet then. We were both thinking far too much. <laughs> well, the thing is, I know you and I can immediately think of such a wide array of different people that we hang out with. This is totally off subject, but by the way, but we, no, you and I, you... not us, no, <laughs> never. I just, I'm just pre-preparing because we've already recorded the next couple of uh, Nuggets episodes, and uh, including our spiel at the beginning and the end of those, and uh, I'm just, yeah. Getting them warmed up for all the nonsense we chatted. <laughs> Mate, I, I think one of those shows is going to be two and a half hours, isn't it? <sighs> Not by the time I've chopped it all out. 40 minutes. Well done, sir. <laughs> um, right, so what we were going to talk about today is scams that are currently going on. Um, people know that the company that I own and we run and we do and we have a laugh with, and we scare people with, is mental theft. And therefore, we get a lot of scams that are quite current and that are new put in front of us. Um, 
dice. If you are on YouTube, you can currently see the book in Jesse's hands being modelled by the gorgeous Jesse. Um, but yeah, we, we worry about scams and we do look into scams. Okay, so going to touch on two and knowing us two, we'll end up touching on five different scams when we work on. Number one, there's a lot of scams going around at the moment related to COVID and the NHS and vaccines. Um, I know that in the last week alone, I've had ooh, probably eight different text messages screenshotted and sent over to me, pretending to be uh, along the lines of, we have your vaccine ready for you. You just have to click this link, put your details in, and then you're eligible for your vaccine. Um, so far, guys, the only way that I'm hearing you can officially get the vaccine is you get a letter saying that your appointment's ready and it will come from your GP. Um, please uh, don't trust anyone that, other than the NHS. I've, I've um, seen chemists, uh, my local chemist actually sends out... Chemists uh, as well? Email, yeah. This is the problem, is is that the guidance on it's really difficult, and realistically, yeah. you know, you know all of this thing of being wary that we always talk about. I think, and verify, trust but verify. The verifying bit is the bit that is the key thing at the moment because oh, I saw what? somebody posts a screenshot of a message they had got from the chemist that will probably be the place that I end up getting a vaccine from. Right. And it, it's the chemist I go to for my medications. And it looked, it looked like a really good scam. Really? But this was and, official. This really was and the they, And they posted it up saying, careful everyone, I've had this scam. And it was only because a load of people had gone on there say, saying, sending a link to a post from the chemists themselves on their Facebook page where people had asked the same question saying, is this real or not? And saying, well, what are these mobile phone numbers you want to call us on? Uh, call them on. Yeah. And they basically turned around and said, well, our main phone line's always busy anyway because of all the chemist stuff that we do. This is a new centre that we've sent up as a temporary thing for the next six months or however long. So we've bought two mobile phone numbers Oh, geez. for people to contact. And immediately people are getting these official emails through and going, you know, in, in fairness, a great thing. They're looking at them and going, oh, this looks a bit suspicious. Why is this official thing with mobile phone numbers on it? Yeah. Um and the 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 truth of the matter it's because they've got a load of people sat in a tent uh who are on a voluntary basis organizing all of this stuff doing amazing work. So they just gave them some mobile phones and said these are the official numbers phone here for your appointments. But it makes it really difficult for people to understand what's real what's not real. Yeah. Um, it makes the verifying part really tough. Yeah. So you really need to go wherever you get something from because there's nothing to say that I wouldn't get something from my doctor's surgery or one of the other many locations around my local area. And I wouldn't know whether that was real or not. And to be blatantly honest with you, 
if I called up one of those mobile phone numbers and they started saying, right, can I have your full name and your date of birth? In my yeah. head, I'm going, nope. 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 <laughs> I don't know you. Why am I giving yeah. you that? So I, if my, my advice would be to go and have a look at the official and even if you make go and make sure you know what they are first things like the official social channels for those particular establishments that you might be going to if there are is such a thing like if they're a chemist or a doctor surgery they'll no, normally have their own social places if you're not sure go and check the phone numbers for your doctor surgeries and things like that it's it's so unclear i i was paul and i have been trying to write what you just said there, it's so unclear. Yeah. Okay, I So, go on, go on. Well, I was going to say, I get it, because in some respects, it's almost harder to go, well, this is what an official one's going to look like. Yeah. Because if I was a scammer, I'd just copy it. <laughs> it's not difficult. Yeah, and I, I read on an NHS site about a week ago, only to trust the letter from GP. Right. And then now... And I recall now, now you've just said that story. You mentioned that to me earlier about the mobile phone thing. Now, if you've got a chemist who's going, we'll get two mobile phones that are literally probably pay-as-you-go burner phones, how do we know which numbers to trust? <sighs> Some of the emails, they're, they're easier to spot because if you hover, if you look at the from section, if it's not from NHS, don't trust it. Um, some of the links, if you are looking on an email and there is a link somebody wants you to touch, uh, just hover over it with your mouse. Don't click on it, just hover it, and it will show you the address it's actually going to take you to. So please be careful of that. And if it's again, if it's not an NHS type link, do not trust it. Um, yeah, some of them are looking really good. And now, unfortunately, some of the honest ones are looking a bit bad. Yeah. Now, I'm just, remember, I'm just literally as we're here. I'm just trying to have a look for the post I saw. While you're scam. looking for that, do you remember back when they started the whole track and trace thing? And and I can remember Boris announcing it. There were some experts announcing it, and one of the reporters said. Uh, how will we know if it's really track and trace or if it's a scammer? And the person on the government side said, well, I don't think scammers will try and use this. <laughs> which, like, which, uh, which is... Which is basically saying we haven't done anything about that. We probably didn't think of that. Because, you know, we're just concentrating on trying to get this sorted and getting this out there. And now this reporter has asked me about scammers. I've got nothing to answer with. And I'm going to say scammers wouldn't do that. That's That would be really mean. And, you know, nobody would be that mean, would they? <laughs> Mate, we did a blog. Was it last week? About that little old lady who got injected and got charged £160 for it. And people still aren't sure if she actually got injected with something. Yeah. Horribly. That, that, so that's the second scam is there is no such thing as a door-to-door -door yeah. vaccine. You do not have to pay for the vaccine if anybody says anything about that. And and the, the key thing I want to say here is 
the average age of our listeners, I don't know for a fact, but from the people that I know, it's probably in their mid forties. Yeah, I would go mid thirties because I know because I know a few younger people that listen, and I know a few people who are a bit older who listen. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, but in reality, that's that's where we're at. But the most of those people who are listening to this will have family who are not so savvy. And really, us telling you all of this is not not really just for your information. The biggest thing is to go and have a chat with um, your parents, with, your, your aunts, parents, uncle. uncles, yeah, grandparents, yeah. And and that one, right? This is what I was going to say. Horribly, that lady who got something. I actually hope that it was only a stab mark, and it there wasn't even an injection. That's actually the best result here. That she lost 160 quid, and nothing was injected to her. Now, what the guy did was he said it was door to door. He said it was part of the NHS. He said that there was a £160 admin fee and that the NHS would be in touch and return it to her. Now, guys, as soon as somebody starts trying to pressure you to get money off you for a transaction you have not agreed to beforehand, don't trust them, okay? Jesse said a minute ago, this won't happen. If you get the vaccine in England, it will be free. You will not be charged for it. Please don't let anyone in your door because not only are they scamming you at that moment, they might be checking out what you've got in your house as well. Um, yeah, do you know what, Jesse? I don't like doing these sorts of nuggets. No, no, nor do I. Um, I I'm just having a look. I I could be wrong, actually. It might not be the chemist. I think it might have been the doctor's surgery that sent out. Okay, so, so um, that's but right. but still with still with the t- the mobile phone numbers, I think. Because that panicked me more when you said it was a chemist. I was thinking, oh no, right. So guys, you've got to go with what your official GP says. Okay? Yeah, listen to your GP and the organisation that they work with. I know the practice that's my GP. I know where I'll be listening to. Don't trust anyone that's door to door. Don't trust anyone that asks for any money on this. One of the best parts about being in Britain is our healthcare is free. Okay. Only trust official NHS people on this, please. Um, what other scams did you want to touch, Jesse? Um, just generally, there's still an awful lot of people who are um, preying on people who have. Um, you know the the fears and the and what's going on at the moment with with everything. There's so much anxiety at the moment. Yeah, there are still um, people going around and doing fake COVID tests. Now we're not yeah. about vaccines here. We're talking about people going door to door, and the story is along the lines of um, we've been told there's an outbreak of COVID in this area. We're door to door testing everyone but the cost of the kit has to be paid for by the house owner and they're charging anywhere between £30 and £300 per test. Wow. The tests are complete and utter rubbish. Yeah. Okay, they do not exist. Be blatantly honest with yourself. If we don't have enough to get across the NHS right now, why would they be giving them to door-to-door salespeople? 
that's that's as clean as I can be on this. And if you find one of these scumbags doing this, please find a way to detain them while you call the police. <laughs> if if you're near me and need help, shout. Um, yeah, that one's horrible. There's Zoom, the Zoom hack is still happening. Yeah. Um, people who are not updating their Zoom accounts for any reason, Zoom have put in some good security features now. The thing is, to use them, you have to update your account. Yeah. Um, and there's, but there's still, there's still basics um, that an awful lot of people um, don't know about. Yeah. Um, well, it's like that. People who listen to this know we use Zoom a lot to do our recordings. It's it's easy for us to use. Okay. Um, but on every recording we have, we change the meeting number, we change the password, we change the link. So even if you've had a link from me before, it won't get you into one of my new meetings. Yeah. And I'll stick a link in, but if you go to mentaltheft.co.uk, Mm-hmm. Um, and go to the blog. We've done a blog. Uh, we did it back in June. Um, oh, about well, Zoom. Look at that long ago. Yeah, June twenty wow. ninth. Um, and we did a blog all about it. Easy ways to hack things to th- um, things to to do and not do to stay safe in the Zoom calls. Um, all of that sort of thing. And do you know what? Something here. Um, touches on what Lisa said about have integrity online. Yeah. Do you know what? If you're doing stuff online that you wouldn't want your friends and family to see, how about don't do it? Yeah. Okay, because you will always leave a footprint somewhere. Anything you do online can be found somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, don't don't get your bits out and put them on camera if you don't want people to see it. Is it, is it that easy? Yeah, I think so. <sighs> um, just right. as a side, just as a side note, there, Paul. Um, so the my local doctor surgery actually um, posted up the official guidelines, which is um, on how will I get my vaccine. So when it's your turn, you will be sent a letter by the um, the national NHS booking letter a service. Yes, it is a letter. That's what I read a week ago. Good. Right. Okay. But you may also be contacted by your local vaccination GP services by phone, letter, or text. Mm. So I would say if you've had something from your GP and you haven't had the one from the NHS... That's a little bit dubious, but things can go wrong with a post. Yeah. I would always double check any link, double check the sender numbers, where they've come from, and always go and check websites and social media pages for what other things that they've posted out there. I mean, I found this from my, from the Facebook page for my local GP. But Yeah, our local GP is actually being very vocal on social media. Yeah, um, and telling us the possibilities of what could happen. Yeah. Now, and they've people... also the other thing they've said is, uh, which is 
for their own benefit, but actually yours as well. They say, if you miss the call, then they'll try again. If they can't get through by the phone, they'll write. Um, so you don't need to call them back. And that's interesting because if you think you've missed a call about something and it's a scammer trying to get you to call a premium rate number, you don't need to worry about that. Just You don't need to call those missed call numbers call back. Let them call you. Something I do worry about on that is the text one, because we both know how easy it is to spoof what text number you are sending from. Yeah, easily. Um, yeah. And one of my tech friends did it brilliantly. While I was on a Zoom call with him, he sent me a text to my phone from my phone. Yeah. It's so easy. It really took me like to two minutes to set up. So please be careful of text uh, communication. Um, email, like Jesse said, if there's a link, and then like I said, hover over the link, check where it actually is trying to send you, um, and check the from section as well. Uh, because a lot of scammers are still trying to use Gmail and things like that. Right. Anything else? Because we've actually done three different hacks now. Three different. Scams. Yeah, there's there's another scam that I don't know if you are comfortable talking about yet. So I'm going to try and hint at it. I think you might as well just talk about it because I'm tired and it might take me ages. <laughs> I'm going to say one word and you'll know what I mean. Investment. Yeah, go for it. Well, you should probably talk about it because you know more about what happened. Which investment? So investing on stocks and shares via apps. Oh, and the, oh, the Bitcoin thing as well. I know somebody well, got done with the, the, the bit. Right, okay. That, that's, uh, that's Bitcoin's kind of its own thing in itself, but yes. The, right. the, the, there's a whole load of things with Bitcoin. So uh, somebody that I know uh started trading on a platform um i'm gonna check what the platform name was because i don't want to get any decent companies into trouble but they basically invested about five thousand pounds and they had that as money they could afford to lose they did quite well with the investments and they got it up to about thirty-five thousand. now this was the point where they said okay we're going to pull some money out and take some profit out and the app said, okay, to do that, we need to verify who you are. You need to go through these checks. You have to go through these money laundering checks, and you have to go through these bank checking series. Um, and it's going to cost, and I think they got charged around about another 15000 in total. So when they finally worked out this was a scam, they were £20,000 of real money down. Okay? That's, you know, the, the initial investment money they used plus all the checking up on the money. And this guy said to me, but you get to a point where you are so far into it, you don't want to believe the possibility that this was a scam. And you've got to remember as well that the the £20,000, including the, the other money they put in, was a lot smaller than what they thought they had gained through clever investing. Yeah. And the scam so actually, that twenty grand wasn't wasn't too bad to remove, you know, tens of thousands of pounds more than that. Yeah, and they honestly believe that twenty grand was in a safe bank account, so they were going to get that back plus their thirty five grand of or thirty pound profit plus their initial five grand. Um, they thought they had hit everything perfectly, 
Now, these apps and stuff can easily follow real markets and keep the numbers the same as real markets. And if you invest five grand and lose it, that's your own problem. They walk away scot-free because you're not even chasing them for it. But yeah, as the money got bigger and bigger and then he wanted to pull some of it out, that's when they started going, oh, well, we have to do these ID checks and we have to check on this. And you have to put this into this secure amount because, mate, it was brilliant. Um, and I say that kind of disgusted with myself, but it was clever. It was clever. It was really clever. And the guy that got done, I've, he's a clever businessman as well. Um, so the amount, of, the amount of times I meet people and when I do talks places, you get an almost arrogance of people saying, oh, but it's only thick people that will fall for that. It's really not. It's often the other way around because yeah. clever people think they understand and therefore don't put the checks in place. You know, people who don't really understand, they're either more cautious because they don't know what they're getting into or even if they do get into it, they put an awful lot of research in and ask around a lot and ask people. Do you remember that guy a while back? Now, it was when the world was open, so we're talking about a year ago, I think it was, the guy who said to us, oh, yeah, all that stuff's very clever, but I've never been scammed. And then the next sentence, he went, oh, did look at my bank account, though, and I found a company had been taking about 20 quid a month for the last three years. Yeah. How, how have you never been scammed? There's an awful lot of psychology around that that's um, really interesting. Um and probably more for a science podcast than one of what we do. But um, there's an awful lot of psychology about not wanting to believe that we're wrong about something. We don't like the idea. Um, we basically prefer to believe a lie. That, in a nutshell, is essentially how society has grown around us. We are yeah. genetically built to accept lies. And actually, we have to be quite strong to... Um, fight against our own urges to believe something and and disbelieve the the truth that we might have done something wrong, basically. But the psychology side of things is probably how mental theft gets through so many doors. Yeah. The amount of time. Well, it's it's it, me. No. it's the proof. It's it, mental theft in itself is the proof of that is correct. Yeah. And most oh, people. I've just thought of somebody I was going to try and get on here as a guest. <laughs> Write a note down. <laughs> right, if if um, uh, if I can't remember his last name, please, Jesse, just do a tap dance or something. I'm just gonna. I know I shut down everything as well because it was making noises. Ah, huh? uh, right. How long have I got to dance for, Paul? Because this is getting quite uncomfortable. Yeah, mate, it's getting uncomfortable for me. Um, what, uh... That's just because you're watching me dance. <laughs> for everyone who's just on the podcast, you really should look at YouTube every so often. Stephen Hassan. <laughs> Stephen Hassan wrote the book on the cult of Trump, and he's written books about uh, cults. Yes. And, and this guy, his knowledge on the psychology of getting people to buy into whatever you're saying is amazing. Um and me and Jesse, Je we had a chat about this the other day, didn't we? Because yeah. I watched the thing all about the Unabomber. On oh my word, I'm about to say something that could get me in trouble. So I had a look at his manifesto, and there is a lot of it 
that good people will go, that's true, that's right. But, but then that, he used we, it to justify killing innocent people. Uh, that, that's what we were discussing the other day, wasn't it? Is that yeah. a lot of these cults, um, a lot of different bad people bring people on board with sense. And, and realistically, this is how scammers tend to work. It's all the same psychology. Is You do a lot of stuff which is correct and good and believable. And then you just yeah. start subtly slip in that that bad bit. Subtly slip in a change of behaviour. Yeah. And subtly slip in a, oh, your, well, your parents didn't really love you because they didn't do this. Yeah. And and it's that doubt. It's a ah, right. And and it even goes. In, we we were talking about this exactly the same thing, but a completely different topic with um, uh, that, uh, I that case that's going on at the moment with regard to the um, uh, partner-to-partner abuse. Yep. And that that was exactly how that came into being, is, you know, lots of love, lots of affection, but then gradually bringing in the unpleasantness. Have you? If I said gaslighting to you, would you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, we and we talked about that before in... Um, when we had a previous guest. Right. With, uh, Erica? Erica, thank you. Erica talked about gaslighting. That, that was amazing that you just said a previous guest headbutted your microphone and then I knew who you meant. How, how do we do that? <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that we keep the audio in for all of this and I don't just drop it out because they, they will. Hit, I could hear through my headphones me hit, headbutting my microphone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I just gave them an audio description too. They're fine. You're right. Um, right. So the, 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 the fact is, guys, you've got to, you've got to verify stuff. You've, we can't be there with you all the time. Okay, I could. I would love it if we were, in a weird way, in a strange. No, maybe that's wrong. But if we could help you all the time, you know we would. But yeah. we can't be there for all of you. Um, some of my favourite things that have happened in the last few weeks is I've had texts from people or emails from people who listen to this podcast or who watch the YouTube channel, and they've literally said, "Paul, I've just had a text saying this. Do you trust it?" And for one of them, I said, screenshot it, send it over. And they screenshot it and said, no, no, that's a scam. Yeah. Paul, I've had an email saying this. What do you think? No, that's a scam. <laughs> Seriously, if you have my email address or my phone number, if you don't have my email address, it's paul at mentaltheft.co.uk. There you go. Um, Jesse, if my email now goes nuts, we need some money to get me a PA. <laughs> <laughs> this could be bad. Um, but so, if everybody could sponsor the show, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. If we could, if we could find a sponsor that would roughly pay us, you know, the wage for a PA, because Paul might have just made a very big mistake. <laughs> um, so, currently, my email is paul at mentalhealth.co.uk. It might be changing in the next week or two. But seriously, if you need help, shout. Yeah. Um, and even if it's not us, make sure you've got people around you that you can trust, who you can just bounce off, because realistically, 
when it's about yourself it's always more confusing and more difficult and you're you've got an emotional attachment as soon yeah. as you ask somebody else you might get an immediate they go oh well look at that thing there you know it's always i always see the oh look at the email address and you go oh of course the email addresses that it's come from is absolute nonsense oh what's my favorite one i got an email the other day from netflix um now it wasn't from netflix so therefore hopefully they won't mind me saying their name but it was it was something like n-e-t-f-l and then it was a symbol that was really close to an i but wasn't an i and then the x and, right. and that one looked really good because the email looked so close to it but my brain went there's something wrong with that i and then i did the hovering over and and I got somebody else to check out the link because they have very good computers that won't let them get tracked. Um, yeah, they looked at it. It was blatant scam, but it was one of the best emails I've seen yet. Now, the fact is that Mrs. Newton controls the Netflix account. It's under yeah. her email address. So I would never get an email from Netflix anyway. And I'm sure Netflix wouldn't mind you mentioning them. I've had a quick look and they have a an entire page dedicated to... Um, phishing or suspicious emails or texts claiming to be from Netflix. Yeah. And they go through a whole load of stuff through there. And it's really detailed. Things like they'll never ask for credit or debit card numbers, bank account details or passwords. Um, they'll never request payments through third-party vendors or websites. Um, uh, if the URL you don't recognize, don't tap and click on it. Um, and then if the... There's lots of stuff you can do with it. So if you've got suspicious emails um, that you're not sure of, then you can send it um, uh, to different places. They've got like phishing at Netflix, but you just just go and read through and it's got for each case, they've got a what to do about it uh, in there. Do you think that's putting a link up to that? Yeah, yeah, I'll stick this link up. It's a great, it's oh. really, I'm... Um, you know, from that corporate responsibility, the number of times that I've gone to even government organisations and gone to their websites and there's nothing on there about what to do if you've got something dodgy from them, how yeah. to tell whether it's correct or not. Um, and the the other thing that I, that you often don't don't see is you know what which i'm really impressed with netflix they've got a bit in here what do i what should i do if i clicked a clicked a link or provided personal information you know what do i do if it's gone wrong and that's the, that's the sort of thing that people need to know about and need to have on hand straight away brilliant well you know what well done to netflix for that i'm sure there's other companies that have done it as well but that's brilliant um last one i'm going to touch on and this one is in the book. This one was done to a friend of ours, and I've heard it done lots of times. Thankfully, this friend of mine realised this was a scam before it got too late. If anyone in a position of authority to you sends you an email asking you to get vouchers and scratch off the back and send them the codes, don't. Now, they could be using uh, Amazon's a good example, Amazon vouchers to put money into their account. There are other organisations that sell vouchers, and you can scratch off the back. And it's like giving someone cash, pretty much. Um, I've heard of this scam happened a few times. Thankfully, my buddy Matthew did not get stung by it. But we do think they were watching his LinkedIn or something because it was only like a week after he took a new position. So you're in that first week when you're trying to impress everybody above you. Yeah. And it was somebody above him in the organization. 
apparently, that sent him the email asking for the vouchers. It the, wasn't that person at all. The reality is it's so easy to spoof emails, and if you're going to get clever about it, it's so easy to send an email from one person to another looking absolutely 100% spot on, yeah. email signatures and everything. If they're rushing you to do something, especially something financial, because you, you talked about vouchers, but actually I, I, I know of cases where there are, um, you know, a finance director has emailed an admin team person or another finance person and yeah. said, please, can you urgently do this? Can you pay this supplier? Pay this supplier. Or can you just approve this supplier? And they might do it in stages. Yeah. And yeah. approve the supplier. But the reality is over that time, you need to make sure that if you're not 100% sure, always double check it. Even if it's I've urgent. I've because... too much on that one though, because that's how I scam some of our clients. <laughs> well, Exactly. But it, um, it works, mate. It just proves it works. Because what they do is uh, they they add urgency. Always they add urgency. Or you do this ASAP. I really need to get this sorted. Yeah, urgency, pressure. Just they're just trying to put that extra little twist on you to make you do it quickly. Um, right, Jesse, we need to shut up. We said this would be a short episode. Uh huh. How we how we doing on the keeping it short? Uh, about 43 minutes so we need to wrap up we've done it again we said we were going to mention two scams and I think we've done five yeah at least guys if you hear of any others that we haven't touched on um, over on the mental death website there is a list of all the scams that we knew about at the start of COVID we're trying to update things like that in the book there's a list of scams that we know about we try and update all of these things as much as we can but if you have heard of something that we haven't touched on anywhere, please tell us. We'll add it in. We'll even say thank you to in the P to you in the PDF or something. But the more we can get in front of people, the less chance there is of you or your mates getting scammed. Um, do you know what we haven't done? We haven't said share the podcast in this episode. <laughs> I know. I know that in the next episode we uh, we go heavy on it, but yeah, yeah every, if you could share with just one person or just share it on your social media, um, whichever your favourite thing is or everything, whatever, we always put posts out for every episode. Um, so if you can just go and find a post somewhere and share it. Um, that would be amazing. That would be amazing for us. And tell Sorry. everybody how amazing this show is. Tell him how gorgeous Jesse is. So I have to go and look at him on YouTube. <laughs> Full of face at that point. <laughs> I'm telling you I'm being the sexy one here and you just pulled the face of... It's just lies. <laughs> lies. Lies. Oh, lies. Ladies and gents, thank you so much for being here. As always, we appreciate it. We love you to bits. Thank you so much for everything you do. Thanks to our sponsors. Thank you to our listeners. And massive thank you to Mr. Jesse Lawrence. He really does know how to cover my backside and make me look good. Thank you, mate. <laughs> You're welcome. See you later, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bedtime.